to the to devotion at this time. So uh, would you welcome Brother Mike Burton, please. Amen. That was pretty good, Brother Randy. Amen. Oh, bird must have some good steak or something. Kind of overcooked. It's a good life living for the Lord. Hey, would you stand with me real quick? Means I've got the platform. I can kind of have my way until I get shut down. But let's sing a cappella together. Let's sing just a, a course or two of Amazing Grace. Will you do that with me? You want me to start it? My mom, Zing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Keep us singing. Grace that Oh, yeah, come on now. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap of praise for being in the house of the Lord this evening. Amen. You may be seated. Man, you sounded good. Sounded good, man. The brother took off singing, and I said, praise. I had that little, I had to stop every now and then. A wrong key for me, but it was good. Amen. Aren't you thankful that God is, is good to us? And I'm thankful when I got saved, gave my life to the Lord, and God just transferred my life, and just everything about God just changed me. Well, tonight's prayer meeting, and we're, we're here tonight again on another Wednesday night just to uh, pray and just trust God that God's will be done in our lives. And we've been praying for a lot of things that uh, we want God to uh, intervene upon and just God to do. And, and more importantly, we're just praying the will of the Lord be done in our lives and in the church's life and that God would just have his will and his way. We pray not our will, but thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. So we're just trusting the Lord that every service that we got, man, I, I told Brother uh, Miller the other day that, man, he's been preaching that series. It's just been phenomenal. And, uh, man, just uh, uh, what an uh, 
a tool of evangelism he's given us to incorporate in our lives and in and, and the ministry that God's placed us all in. Uh, but I want to uh, talk just a few minutes tonight. Um, you know, we're, we're living in, in some of the uh, best times in all the world, and, and some people say, well, it's the worst time in all of our world. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I, I remember a lot of things that when I was a young kid that I used to do that uh, uh, unfortunately my grandchildren can't do today and, and won't be able to do uh, because the times has changed and we're living in a different era, a different time, and a different, um, uh, seemingly a, a different world. But one of the greatest uh one of the greatest factors that I'm concerned about tonight more than anything is that there, there is a, uh, uh, a spirit that's going around in our world today that's trying to deceive the very elect. That's trying to take away what God has given people and what God is doing for a people, a nation, a corporation uh, that uh, seemingly uh, uh, we, we forget that that we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. That uh, the Bible said endure hardness as a good soldier. Uh, sometimes I think about uh, what soldiers have been through and, and what things has happened in some of the soldiers' lives. And, and just in the preparation part of being a soldier or a, a warrior or a fighter, uh, there's a lot of things that goes on and, and a lot of things that happens and a lot of things that uh, uh, some, some, some men just can't do certain things and some uh, things that certain men could do, other men can't do. And God just has it kind of like what I call a body that is fitly joined together. Uh, we all may not be able to do the same thing perfectly right uh, like me. I, I pictured myself a, a million times being part of that top gun. And I was the one that was the elite that was driving the uh, bomber plane. But the only thing that happens is when you're supposed to turn, I'd probably crash into a raw because somewhere along the line, my equilibrium would go way out of sorts or I would pass out, you know, because of the, the, just the pressure that mounts up in those things. So uh, I know that I couldn't be a pilot in that situation or that, uh, that, that perhaps that circumstance. Um, I, I got a story that I want to tell one day, but I won't tell it today. And I want to show you a clip one day, but I, I won't show you a clip. Not everybody's cut out to be what everybody else wants to be sometimes. Not everybody can be a lead pastor. Not everybody can be uh, 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 the best Sunday school teacher in the world. But we all have our place in the body of Christ. And the thing is, you are wonderfully and fearfully made of God. And that God has a, a point and a place for you in the body of Christ. And that God's got a purpose in your life. But, but the main thing about the call of God that's on all of our lives is stay in the fight. That's the key that a lot of men is, is falling behind. I don't know the statistics. I hear Brother Miller sometimes, and I wish I would have tried to find it today, uh, but I hear Brother Miller talking about and Brother Randy talking about how ministers are just stepping down from the pulpit every day and that they're walking away from the call of God. I want you to know today, church, that's a trick of the enemy. 
The enemy come to kill, to steal, and destroy. And Jesus said, I come to give you life and that more abundantly. We must stay on top of what God wants us to stay on. We can't abandon what God's called us to do. We can't abandon it. Because our hope is in Jesus tonight. Our hope is in, if we abandon it, who's going to pick up the banner and carry it for us? If you walk away, how many people's going to follow you? So I want to talk just a minute tonight about just simply stay on the wall. Nehemiah faced some situations sometimes. See, the enemy's clever tonight, folks. This ain't his first rodeo. But his rodeo's fixing to come to an end. In chapter 6, verse 1, and I'll not hold you very long. I just want to get a few points out. Now, it happened when Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of the enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and that there were no breaks left in it. Though at the time I had not hung the doors in, in the gates. And Sanballat and Geshem sent to me saying, Come, let us meet together among the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me harm. So I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should I allow the work to cease while I leave and it go down to you? But that they sent me this message four times and I answered them in the same manner. Man, the enemy don't stop, does he? Remember when Jesus was tempted for up in the wilderness, he was in there for 40 days and 40 nights and Satan come and tried to tempt him three different times and told him this and that and if you'll do this or if you'll do that, uh, uh, I'll do this and I'll do that for you. Well, enemy has come tonight to try to get us to abandon our post tonight. See, the, the book of Nehemiah is a great book. And there's a lot of things that happens in him. And, the, and as, it, uh, as uh, Nehemiah begins to try to build, his enemies try to stop the Lord's work. Nehemiah dedicates himself to the service and to stand as a loud witness that he was a true servant of God. And Satan and his crowd always are there trying to do nothing but discourage it. There are some great and wonderful things that had to uh, be abandoned when he come down from the wall. There's a lot of things that probably wouldn't have got accomplished had he to come down because the Bible said that they, he thought and knew in his heart that they meant him harm. I'd like to preach tonight just for a little bit about the thought of just let's just stay on the wall. See, Nehemiah's call to commission was a great work. See, I believe that once we get saved and we get born again, that we've been called into the family of God, that God's got a purpose for our lives. I don't believe that we merely exist in a land of, of America just for uh, because we was born, because uh, that's the thing to do. But I believe that God had ordained our birth from the beginning of the foundations of the world. I believe that you and I are here in the 21st century because God chose us to be here. 
I wasn't here in the western days and I wasn't here uh, when the things happened. Uh, I was born when, uh, I guess what you call uh, in the late 50s, I was born and then the, I guess what was it, the 60s was the hippie days. I didn't know much about none of that stuff. But when I began to give my life to Jesus, I knew that there was a greater call on my life than just merely existing in the world. And Nehemiah knew that he had a call of God and that there was much greater work for him to do. And he knew that any work that is for the Lord was a great work. He knew that God had a plan for him and a purpose. And David said in Psalms 84 and 10, one day in your courts, one day in your courts is better than any other thing. Then he also said, because God, you've allowed me to work in the kingdom of God, I would rather be the doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell among the wicked. David knew what it was like in the presence of God. He knew what it was like to serve God. He knew what it was like to be a part of the family of God. He knew what it was like to abandon the call. He knew what it was like. He knew the call of God that was upon his late life. Satan will try every trick in his arsenal to get you to come down. But just stay on the wall tonight, church. Just stay on the wall. Don't listen to the wiles of the devil that would try to tell you, you know, uh, 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 you can't do it no more. You've not got it. Uh, uh, other people's come in and can do it better than you. Listen, don't abandon your call. Stay on the wall tonight. Stay in what God's called you to do. If you've lost your voice of singing, get it back. If you lost your voice of preaching, get it back. If you lost your voice of teaching, get it back. But somebody's got to stay on the wall and do what God's called them to do. So many, so many times it's easy to walk away from the call of God and to say, you know, we've got enough people, let them do it. Brother Miller and pours into us all the time about the work in the kingdom of God and what must be done. Satan will try every trick. God's plan and his work are just great. And for us to abandon them is foolishness tonight. The devil come to kill, to steal, and destroy. And Jesus said that our work is 24 hours and seven days a week that we must perform it. It's hard to just quit the call of God. Things could happen. People can be annoying. People can get on your last nerve and people can hurt you. But that doesn't mean the work of God must stop. The work of God goes on because we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. I'm telling you, when I was in there, man, I'm telling you, I had a sergeant that would scream at me and yell at me and he would take everything out of me just to try to make me strong. But I couldn't abandon what I was to do. I couldn't wake up in the middle of the night and decide I'm going to go down to Wally World and buy a pair of sunglasses. Or I couldn't decide I think I'm going to go today and go on vacation because I want to go to Florida where the beach is and not worry about anything. I couldn't worry about, I just want to go leave my post and, and do something different because I, I was ordered by the United States Army that I was theirs. They, they, they no longer was I a part of the civilian world, but I was theirs. And I found out that when I got saved, I was no longer mine, but I was his. 
I was his and I can't abandon what God's called me to do. Oh yeah, have you been knocked down? You bet you we have. Uh, has there been any rough cells? Oh yeah, you bet you they are. Uh, but to abandon the call is to leave the call behind and if you lose uh, and you move and I move and we all abandon it and we stop preaching from the pulpit, how will anybody get saved unless they hear the word of God? Uh, we're important people in the kingdom of God. You might not think that you're worth a flip, but in God's eyes, you are his precious souls tonight. See, there's something about that uh, we, we, we don't want to abandon it tonight. John talked about it. It seems like uh, uh, we have been Nehemiah in some way in our manner that we, we give ourselves 100% to his work and to come down would be to step down. If you ever step down, you're going to begin to step out. Come on now. Listen to me. If we begin to step down, we're going to step out of this thing. I've come too far to quit. I'm telling you, there's something in this thing that is real. The Holy Ghost is real tonight, church. Ah, when you feel like throwing it down, just remember what he's done. Something to well up in your spirit and come alive and you'll watch the move of God come back into you like never before. See, I think sometimes we get so cold and dismantled because we get tired of the laboring. And sometimes we think we labor in vain. But we're not doing this work for nobody but God. But God. He's the one that we're doing it for, church. And when, when you're sweating and you're tired and, and you think that nobody's listening, come on now, the Bible says that we're written epistles, read of all men. Somebody's reading my life tonight. Somebody's reading your life tonight. We may not think that nobody sees us where we're at, but somebody's watching us. They're saying, can they get through what they're going through? Can they deal with what they're dealing with? Can they handle that situation? Come on, church, I'm telling you, with God, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. There's no weapon formed against you, against me that shall ever prosper. Don't abandon the right to do what's right for God. When we step back, we're, when we step down from the work of the Lord, we're turning away from the path of righteousness and godliness where God has called us. Our duty before the Lord is to be faithful and carry out the commandments and do the work efficiently and joyful. Ha, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. Oh, this joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me with this joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. Come on, what you're doing tonight, church, is joy unspeakable and full of glory. There's no greater peace. There's no greater contentment. There's no greater things that happen in our life than we serving God. Oh, yeah, the devil will come and whisper in our ears and say, it ain't worth it. You're not making anything from it. You're not getting anything out of it. Where's your God at? Ah, oh, then we just need to get on our knees and pray to the God of heaven and say, listen, the enemy's been in my ear all day. 
and I've heard him say this and that and this and that and all of a sudden God will give you a remembrance I remember if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side now Israel may say when the waters can pass us when the waves was over boasting us when it felt like all things was going to fall apart if it had not been for the Lord I'm telling you church when I feel gloom and doom I'll go back to where remember where God brought me out of some situations I say if it had not been for the Lord and all of a sudden he'll whelm up inside of me and I'll begin to get that spirit alive and out of my belly shall throw rivers of living water. I'll begin to think, devil, you're a liar. I put you under my feet. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm preaching to somebody here. Don't abandon the wall that God's called you on. If you can, tonight, not abandon your walls. I promise you, you'll get through it. I promise you, you'll make it. I promise you, God said, I'll never leave you. No, I'll never forsake you. Nehemiah held a place of a great authority and respect among the people. If he had come down, the work would have stopped and may have never been finished. Who knows? All Jerusalem was watching him and his lead in Jerusalem. Nehemiah, the leader of the people, watched him and they followed him and they saw his leadership. These two guys would abandon the wall right now. Papa Bluff would see what happened. Uh, they would see that they fell from their post uh, and the world would be stunned. Papa Bluff would be stunned. Uh, they're, 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 because we're such a community, uh, people would talk about them for the next month. Uh, wonder what happened at that church. Uh, wonder why they walked away from the pulpit. Uh, I'll think about Nehemiah uh, and the work that he was doing. Uh, if he had abandoned the wall and if he had abandoned the call of God at that very moment, uh, his friends, that so-called friends that was trying to get him to come down, I guarantee you that had found a way to kill him that night. And Nehemiah could have never finished the work of God. So I'm just trying tonight to get us to a place. Let's don't abandon the wall that God's given us. We realize that we are being watched by a growing body of youngsters. We got kids that's watching us and everything that they do, that we do, they're following in our steps. They watch us whether we hold strong in the midst of adversity. They watch us if we cave in to what's happening around us. We've got children that's watching us every day of the week, church. I'm telling you tonight, they're watching us and all we need to do is stay strong in the Lord and the power of his might tonight. Uh, in the last days uh, men will become lovers of men. Uh, boasters, heavy, high minded. Uh, there'll be times in the last days that people will fall away uh, uh, from the faith. Uh, but there's people that's watching us and, and looking at us. So let's hold on to the wall of God and don't abandon it tonight. Nehemiah looked for God to help him. The people outside Jerusalem were looking also one false move and Nehemiah's credibility would have been shot. These guys could work 30-some years in the ministry and one false move or one move could destroy their whole ministry. That's how much Satan is trying to get after the church, the body of Christ. Work all your life. One incident, then you're destroyed. He's come to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus come to give life. And greater is he that's in you and me than he that's in the world. Nehemiah's credibility could have been destroyed. 
Our lives ought to speak in the presence of an almighty God that the world can see us. We can do, we can do all things through him. Stay on the wall and keep on living for Jesus tonight. Jerusalem was known by all the Jews and the heathens alike as a place where God was to be worshipped. Nehemiah loved God and wanted to rebuild that fallen city so that God would be worshipped again and that and lost could be converted unto him. To come down from the wall would have been equally to forgetting the equal dangers the sinners is. Anytime God is worshipped and proclaimed in truth and sincerity, souls will be saved. They'll be saved. Anytime the truth is spoken, if we come down from the high calling in him, we have abandoned the lost and given them up to a place called hell. So that's how important the call is of God on our lives. And I know it's Wednesday night, and I, I pray that I'm not coming across mean. I'm just trying to, let, let, we got to keep in this thing, church. It disturbs my spirit when I see the people that has fallen and, and backed away from the call of God. And we're no different than they are. Any incident, any moment, any second, things could destroy our whole world in one moment. And what would we do? Would we abandon the call that God's given us any time? You, you and I are the light. So we must keep the light burning. We must not be dimmed. I always say that <clears throat> Jesus Christ is the light of the world we're just fortunate enough to be the extension cords plugged up to that light. And that God is the light, and we are the light that he's given us. So please, as Nehemiah did, don't abandon your wall. Don't do like some people's done. Traded the gospel for something that Satan has tried to tell them and whisper in their ear, there's an easier way. And there's no easier way. It's the truth that sets a man and woman free. Yes, struggles come. But I can also tell you struggles go. Seasons come of hardship. Seasons come when things just, anything that could go wrong does go wrong. But don't abandon the wall that God's called you in. There's little eyes. There's big eyes watching you tonight. That neighbor that might be so close to giving their life to the Lord because of you, if you abandon the wall, they might say, I knew there was nothing to this thing. <clears throat> that little child that you're raising in your home, as they watch mom and dad grow up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, and they, they see mom and dad doing their thing, they're watching that epistle that we are and that we're being read of them. Don't abandon your wall tonight. I got a 10-year-old girl that lives with us <clears throat> that I call my daughter. Every performance and act that I act, she cherishes upon. I'm her everything tonight. And if I abandon her, I destroy her world. See, there's a world that's watching us tonight. Don't abandon it tonight, no matter how bad it gets or how hard it gets. And we, if, if this is hard times, boy, we ain't seen nothing yet. But 
how we stay strong is in God. Stand with me tonight. How you're going to stay strong tonight, church, is only in him. He's our strength. He's our refuge. The Bible said he's our refuge and he's our high and mighty tower. He's that cliff that we can run to in the time of need. He's the one that we cling to when we're having trouble. He's the one that we go to in the midst of everything that's going wrong. And sometimes life ain't fair, but God's always fair. Sometimes I may not always understand the plan and the will of God, but the Bible says that when I do that, what time I'm afraid that I will just simply trust in him. When I don't understand a lot about what God's doing and why I'm in this season, I just simply trust him that I'm going to come through this season. And I want to challenge you tonight to come. I dare say that there's somebody in here that's struggling tonight, that somebody's going through some type of hardship. The enemy's lying to you and telling you, you know, just throw your hands up in the air and forget it. And you know what the key to that is a lot of times is the enemy's no respecter of a person. I don't care how long you've been in this thing. He still comes after you. I've been going through some things myself for the last month. And if you think the enemy ain't come on my shoulders and said a few things, you're kidding yourself. I'm just like you. I got to pray, keep myself read and fed and say, devil, you're a liar. I've come too far to turn back now. Would you come and just make your way and let's, let's have a season of prayer.